We are back here with Jack, very esteemed colleague. Jack, what what are we doing today? I think it would be good for us to touch on a little early this time, a little breach of the week. Because it, sometimes the come, coming in so fast, if you don't handle them, you're gonna get buried. Yeah. <clears throat> Already feeling like we're a little buried. <laughs> um and this will be good because we didn't because we did the log for J last time. Even though I haven't seen any actual breaches yet coming from Log4j. Even though I saw something in the news, it was something to the effect of uh, comment, no known breaches as of yet. And then I think it was like CISA followed up the next day. Be like, wait, stop. There actually are some. We just don't know what they are yet. But but we'll, we'll, we'll do a real one. Don't so dare lose focus. <laughs> right. All right. Sorry. All right. So which, which one are we doing first? Uh, do you want to start off with Flex Booker? Yeah, start off with Flex Booker. So I think there's a lot of interest here. I'd love you to run through some of the background on it. Yeah. So here we go. All right. So Flex Booker, this article that we're looking at today comes from Security Affairs. Um, and the title reads, Appointment Scheduling Service Flex Booker Discloses a Data Breach That Impacted Over 3.7 Million Accounts. Um, and if you're not familiar with Flexbooker, basically what Flexbooker is, it works almost like a plugin for your website. So if you're a small business owner, you're taking appointments from, you know, potential clients and they're trying to put time on, on the, on your calendar, um, they can make the appointments through, uh, this service, right? It's basically the plugin, right? Right on it. And it, it syncs to Outlook. Um, some other calendar. Yep. To the credit, they reported it themselves pretty quickly, got it out to the authorities, did the right thing. So credit one to Flexbooker for getting the data out there. Yep. The attack, Jesus (laughs) Christ. The attack was carried out by a group calling themselves, you are wrong a team. You are wrong team. (laughs) Who published links to archives and files containing IDs, driver's license, Photos and the threat actors claims that the stolen key point stolen, stolen database contains customer information, including names, emails, phone numbers, hashed passwords, and the password salt because no one likes the password pepper. Spicy. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, company already notified local authorities sent breach notification as you just. You just mentioned good on them. Interestingly, I would say with all breaches this year, not a lot of details published around the nuts and bolts, but of the mechanics of how the, how the attack happened. Um, so there's not much to explain there, but just reading this database compromised. <laughs> pretty easy to connect the dots. I yeah. And, and I think it's interesting too. I think the one line and you know, one of the things we want to bring out that, that Justin mentions is that this lack of detail makes it hard for people to learn from it, right? One of the reasons we love to do Breach of the Week is to help people understand how to make themselves less vulnerable, the kind of yeah. thing that hurt them, right? So that you, a wrong team, doesn't attack you just with bad English, but actually could come after <laughs> you with some, some attack that you understood. And uh, it looks like this was a compromised AWS credential, right? And I, th- and I think that that's a, that's a pretty big deal, right? We see a lot of people taking advantage of the flexibility inside of AWS and, you know, over the years, we've seen a lot of leaky S3 buckets, you know, data sort of leaking out. 
Um, but also, if you think about a lot of the attacks that go against, go against endpoints, uh, stolen credentials are a huge deal. This is exactly why, right? People wonder why stolen credentials are even more popular than ransomware these days. It's because I steal the credential and now I can steal the entire database. So I think the lesson here is to recognize that the credentials you're using in the cloud can be compromised in places other than the cloud. Yeah. You know what's amazing to me? What We're in 2022, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we talked about compromised credentials, but... Talking about database leaks, like I'm still shocked and appalled that like simple stuff like SQL injection still works. Like we run a train on that. <laughs> right. Like that. Right. I was like, at some point, you're like, when when are people actually gonna like prevent these things from happening? And still like we're able to exploit them. I you know, I guess to qualify it, we like I guess XP still exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it, and it's hard, right? Because that style of attack, that style of attack is engendered by the language is becoming more usable. So you got really smart, really creative people who aren't software engineers, right? Who aren't necessarily disciplined programmers who don't understand much about security, and they see something and it works, right? And, and let's yeah. face it, right? Developing products, the key for the developer is to make it work. The idea that the key could be making sure it can't be made to do a backflip, right? right? It's never really in the list of things to do. And so you're right, things like SQL injection attacks, bad input validation, the fact that people don't understand how that data and how those mechanisms would actually be used is still all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So Flexbooker ending with 3.7 million accounts compromised. Yep. Thanks for shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, anything else for this week? Hey, can I do something different? Should I do the not breach of a week? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap on this one. I'd like to wrap on not <laughs> breach of the week. Um, Governor Mike Parsons, uh, who comes out of the state of Missouri, um, reacted in an unusual way to a, a very confidential disclosure uh, by a reporter from a local paper that they had discovered uh, private data where it shouldn't have been. And uh, for those of you um, who might have been interested or might have actually seen it, um, it was actually social security numbers, which according to reporting multiple places, and I'm going to give a shout out to Bank Info Security for doing one of the best jobs of reporting on what the physical, like the cause of it was. Basically, social security numbers, hundreds of thousands of them had been cut and pasted into HTML code. So for those of our listeners who don't know what HTML code is, it's the stuff that backs up your web page, easily visible by hitting F12 or saying, show me page source. So this brilliant hacker hit F12, and there were the social security numbers. Um, The reaction of the state was interesting. Uh, Wants to charge this person as an attacker. Had a news conference citing them as an attacker and a hacker, uh, where, in fact, this was a public service. Every scraper every year would have been picking this up. Um, This was responsible disclosure. Didn't get reported on until after it got fixed. And at the end of the day, somebody pasted like eight gazillion nine-digit numbers with two dashes in the middle of them into HTML. So uh, I would just like to say that this is my first not breach of the week, right? This is not a breach, right? This is, this is an exposure of private data that people trust them with. We know that the state of Missouri stepped up. They're buying, um, as you would expect, credit monitoring coverage for all these folks that to the tune of looks like 800 grand, right? So they're, they're paying a lot more than what it cost. Really, honestly, to have like a seven-year-old read it and say, these, these funny-looking numbers, are these supposed to be here? Right. <clears throat> yeah, and for folks that don't, just to hit home your point, 
about how easy this is to access. So you go to any website, right click on the page and go down to view source. You'll basically see the source code and all of that information was pasted into like what, what we know as source code, right? It was basically the source code. Dude, you know what I just realized? Missouri. It's the show me state. But <laughs> it worked. Living, yeah. up, living, living up to your destiny. Yeah, right. Nailed it, guys. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And so every, every web scraper mm-hmm. that exists, that hits any website ever, is just inventorying this information. Right on. Stashing it away. And so what, what was the next steps of this? So someone reports it. Right. Responsible reporting said, here's three people whose IDs, just to prove that they had found it, we recommend that you fix this. And this was not like a super high-tech person. This was a responsible reporter from St. Louis Post-Dispatch, right? So the reporter did the right thing. Yeah. Doing them a real solid. And then then what happened after that? Well, what's interesting is that there was more recent reporting that shows that the leader of the Department of Education wanted to send out a message thanking the reporter for doing this in a responsible way. Yep. But by the time the governor's press conference happened, it was an evil hack by individuals looking to steal data and exposing private information. And the language of it is almost comical. That They were talking about how this person had to go through multiple steps to decode the information. And thank you very much, Justin, for just walking us through those multiple <laughs> complex steps that right-click select press. Those are the multiple <laughs> steps to decode yeah, HTML into clear text, which, by the way, is in clear text anyway. Right. And so that was so the fact that person reported it was frowned upon. Oh yes. Well, right. and, and report's a strong term. First, private disclosure. Did yeah. not report on the story That's until an later. Part. Yeah. yeah. Did it privately, said, Hey, by the way, your fly is down, right? And they said, Sorry, you're a predator. <laughs> right. Now most cases you're grateful, right? But no, we, we actually they're gonna be on a list now. Yeah. And yeah, so I got to tell you, if I'm ever at a party and someone tells me my fly is down, just like whispers in my ear, be like, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. So I appreciate it. Governor Parson, I just want you to think hard. Just say thank you. (laughs) Move on. Yep. Solid. I like it. It's a good, uh, good week. And if you need security help, you can contact us at info at newharborsecurity.com or pwned at newharborsecurity.com. Thanks. And we'll catch you next time.